Welcome to the Gems of Motherhood. I'm your host, Sharon Khan. I'm here to connect you with some amazing gems of mothers from all walks of life. Each week, you'll hear interviews as well as resources and actionable tips that you can implement in your daily life to be the best gem God has called you to be. Thanks for walking this journey with me today. And don't forget to subscribe to the show. Now let's get into episode 17 with Andy Andrews. Where Whatever season you're in is you have to go, okay, what type of person am I? Am I a feeler? Are my feelings coming into play here? Are they clouding my judgment? If they are, what is true? I think that's the biggest question we just have to ask mm-hmm. over and over and over again. What is truth? What mm-hmm. is truth? What is truth? Not just what I feel, not just what I see, but what is true? Mm-hmm. And then a lot of times, even that's how you even can point out what the stronghold is that you're dealing with. Strongholds, we all have them. If we're not careful, strongholds can be formed in our hearts into something even bigger. Today, my guest, Andy Andrews, will be speaking to us about tearing down strongholds. Andy has a genuine passion to see the fullness of the gospel of Jesus Christ outworked in people's everyday lives. Andy is a lead pastor with her husband, Paul, on the multi-site Liberty Church. In 2015, she launched She Is Free, a movement that exists to equip and activate women to walk in freedom, spirit, soul, and body, and see others set free in their sphere of influence. Currently, Andy's life is focused on raising her family of four children, writing, building Liberty Church, and traveling to invest into churches and lives all around the world. Welcome to the Gems of Motherhood podcast, Andy. It's so great to have you on the show. I am so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I am so excited because this is a subject matter that we probably don't dig deep into or we don't really think about addressing it. Mm -hmm. And um, let's talk about strongholds. You know, there are so many different types of strongholds, you know, especially in motherhood. There's strongholds and wanting to be the perfect mother. Strongholds of how to be a good mom or how a good mom should perform. Um, And even mothers who care about what other people's perception or approval of themselves. You know, I could go on and on. um, Totally. And I'm sure you can name a few more. And even the strongholds of guilt. Uh That was like at the top of my list. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mom mom guilt is real. (laughs) Yeah. And sometimes mom struggles to functionally walk in God's truth. And even though we may know these truths, but sometimes it is difficult for them. Why do you think it's so difficult for them? It's interesting. I um, I loved even our couple minutes before we hit record because yeah. we were talking about my eldest is 15 years old. So mm-hmm. he's 15 and then I've got, gosh, 13, 12, and then seven. So like all around the different ranges, but my 15-year-old, when I started, when I had a baby, there was like really not social media. There was no Instagram. So I wasn't mm-hmm. looking at another mom in her perfect life. I was just in the mess of my own life. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about, you know, different strongholds and even just the 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 terminology of stronghold. I mm-hmm. wanted to like, if you don't mind, I yeah, just wanted please. to give even the meaning of a stronghold is a place that has been fortified so as to protect it against attack. Now, isn't that interesting? Cause there's the negative strongholds that the enemy sets up that we walk into and sit in that we partner in creating in our own lives and, and we can't get to a place where we can hear the truth of God. But then there is the stronghold that our Lord is that we can run to, but the strongholds that you were just talking about are 
all of the ones that hit us as mothers. Like we set up this stronghold of guilt and I'm just going to go sit in my guilt for a little while, or I'm going to go sit in what I perceive everyone thinks I should be as a mother and what I'm posting, but then how I just cut my kids' heads off because I'm so angry at them, (laughs) even though I just took a picture. You know what I mean? (laughs) Isn't this the truth that we're like, oh, isn't she so cute? And then we're like, I'm going to, you know, and the anger that we feel. And I think that we set up these strongholds because we have a perception of who we think we should be. And we don't just take things one day at a time. Mm. And we're looking to the left and we're looking to the right and um, we're comparing ourselves amongst ourselves. And, you know, I just think that we all, we all do it, but we can recognize these things and we don't have to remain in them. Mm. So I'm not sure if I answered your question really yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I thought it was interesting because guilt is like a huge one for me. Mom guilt, right. the shame of mistakes that we've made where when we confess to another, have you ever confessed to another mom, like something that you did, how you flew off the handle in a rage and the, uh, and you're scared the mom's going to judge you. And then mm-hmm, they start crying mm-hmm. and they're like, me too. And you're like, oh God, okay, <laughs> thank God. It's not just me, you know, but the right. performance mentality we have or that we're not good enough or we're not we're ill-equipped to be mothers, right? It's like, yeah. do you remember the day you gave birth? And then they're like, now you take it home with you. You're like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I read a lot of books, but I'm afraid now. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> this human is mine forever. <laughs> yeah. It's so full yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, why do you think we face those strongholds? You know, I mean, before yeah. we became mothers, like those are like, yeah, we'll, we'll just put it on side, you know, it's, yeah. I can't, you know, but why do you think we face the strongholds? Do you think that it's because we are being held accountable for this? human. (laughs) (laughs) I think so. I think what we realize is um, the responsibility is so great and the enemy plays on that responsibility, right? Mm -hmm. So let's think about the truth. The beautiful truth is, is that the children that God, that, that, God brings into our lives, whether that is through adoption or whether that is through the womb, mm-hmm. um, they are literally created to be in our family. Mm-hmm. So when you think about it from this big meta God perspective, you realize this child, like God knew I would be their mother right. from the foundations of the earth and that I would be able to raise them, not perfectly, but that they're supposed to be with me. I have something to give when I raise this child. Now the enemy loves to come up and set up against us stronghold. Mm -hmm. So we face these strongholds because what we do is when we fail or when we don't think we're good enough or we look at somebody else and go, how do they have it all together? And I've got Mm -hmm. like snot all over my clothes and like, you know, whatever it is, is that we then buy into a lie that uh, either we're ill-equipped, we're not good enough. And truth is none of us are completely equipped, right? To be the perfect parent, but we buy into this lie and then we begin to play it over and over and over again until it basically becomes our truth in a way. It becomes our pattern of thinking. And then we basically create this neuro pathway, if you will, in our mind that we we have the responsibility to then transform back to the truth. But Mm -hmm. I think these are the things that we do. And and honestly, hormones, like I just, I just, (laughs) I am so far past like the, the, I just gave birth season. And I look at moms and they're like, they're crying and slobbers coming out of their mouths after they (laughs) give birth. And they're like, will this end? I'm like, you will not be a milk truck forever. (laughs) You will not be trying to keep your kid alive forever. Like don't jump off that. You know what I mean? Right, right. 
the season that you're in, depending on which season you're in, depends on literally, I think, the strongholds that we face because every right. season is different. The enemy wants to get you to think you can't do this, mm-hmm. but really you are equipped for it. Mm, amen. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I mean, I, I also really love uh, what you said. You know, sometimes we buy into this lie and it somehow mm. becomes this truth. Yeah. How can we overcome those strongholds? Yeah, that is the, that is the question. I think, I think for me, w- to overcome these strongholds, I think it's really important. I, I, I kind of mentioned this already, but there's two types of strongholds, right? There's mm-hmm. the stronghold that our God is, mm-hmm. and that is the stronghold we are to run to. That's where we find truth. Um, and then there's the stronghold that the enemy sets up against us, and that can happen in our mind, and then it becomes reality, and it's, it becomes what we sit in. And um, so 2 Corinthians 10.4 says, um, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. We have right. to remember that. On the right. contrary, they have the divine power to demolish strongholds. Mm-hmm. So there's the spiritual weapons that we have to pick up. Obviously, there's things like the armor of God. There is mm-hmm. us being transformed by the renewing of our minds. Um, and the other one, scripture that I wanted to share was Psalm 18.1-2. It says, I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my right rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield, the horn of my salvation and Mm. my stronghold. So how do we overcome a stronghold? Well, first it's that running what I had to learn because I remember after I had three kids under the age of three and my hormones were all over the place and I had postpartum depression and my my daughter, you guys would not take a bottle. So she breastfed until she was one. And I'm like, please leave me alone, (laughs) which is awesome in a way, you know, but at the same time going through postpartum depression, two toddlers and a newborn yeah, um, and me working through some deeply spiritual stuff. The biggest thing that I learned because there were so many lies that were coming at me and I had to keep my anger at bay and my mom guilt at bay because I was in such mm. a place of like explosive anger mm. um, in that season. And then, you know, you explode on anger on your kids and you're like, I'm a failure. I'm a horrible mother. If people saw me like that whole thing, I learned the power of Psalm 91 which sounds mm-hmm. ridiculous, but I right. had to, it sounds like so nobody wants this answer. They want another answer. But what I learned was, as I had to run to the secret place, I had to dwell in the shelter of the most high. I had to right. sob and cry out and go, I am, I do, I, I know you gave me these children, but mm-hmm. I don't feel like I can do this. And so spiritually often to tear down these strongholds, there's just two things that I have is that spiritually we often need deliverance from the lies that we've partnered with. Right. Mm-hmm. So there, there is a practical way we can walk in deliverance every single day. And I think deliverance becomes this big word. Yeah. Sometimes we need need someone to pray for us and literally have things taken out or off of our lives, but we actually have to fall out of agreement Mm. with the lies that we believe. So there's a practical prayer that we can do when you begin to recognize a stronghold that's been built in your life where you're like, would God speak to me like this? Would God call me a failure? Would God tell me I need to be more like the perfect Instagram mom? Would God tell Mm -hmm, me that I mm -hmm. need to? That's not how God speaks. So I fall out of agreement with the lie that I have to walk in guilt and shame. I fall out of agreement with the lie that I am not up to the standard of every other mother. There is no box because your children are your children. So And then after you practically fall out of agreement with a lie, if you're a journal, write down the lies you're believing and fall out of agreement with them. And then practically say, and I come into agreement with the truth that, 
and write down what the truth is. Mm -hmm. And it's like brick by brick, you begin to tear down the stronghold that you've believed until you start to walk with a new like uh, belief system that is completely biblical. And um, so that is just, that is a very practical way we can walk in everyday deliverance and tear down strongholds in our life. And then practically like the upkeep of like the enemy wants to bring a brick back and be like, can I build this again? And you just go, Oh my gosh, no, that's not even true. And so stop the thought before it starts, start, stop the brick being laid before it's set down. And often for me, a lot of times that looks like uh, just changing the atmosphere of my house, sticking on worship, teaching your kids to be worshipers. Um, Even last night, my boys were just, my boys get rowdy because I got three boys and one girl, right? Mm -hmm. So the boys just get ridiculous. And one of them said this one thing and they were being sarcastic towards me, but it put me down. And I said, oh no, that's a lie you need to tell me three things that are true about me. Amen. <laughs> so they're like, oh, <laughs> so, so, um, so it was actually really cool, but it's like, no, we don't, we don't tell lies here. We, mm-hmm. we speak the truth. So mm-hmm. those are just practical ways you can do that. That's yeah. awesome. Rather than getting mad at your children, you said, no, that's a lie. Speak five truths about me. <laughs> yeah. I'm awesome. Exactly. <laughs> like, tell, me the, tell the you truth. Know, you were in my womb for nine Listen. months. <laughs> that's right. I birthed you and you, you better are... speak love to me. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Yes, totally. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) No, I love what you said. So many times, even whether it's strongholds or whatever that is, I feel like, you know, it's us needing to drench ourselves in God's truth and God's word. And sometimes it's even just giving it back to God over and over and over again, whenever we have to, because we don't have that choice because he is all we have. And, you know... I've had moments, you know, I mean, probably not dealing with motherhood, but I've had moments where I just had to like just surrender and just kept giving it to God until he just completely set me off from that freedom, you know, and wash you in the peace. And Mm. and that I love the practical approach that you said. Sometimes you just have to write it down. And it's almost as though like you're commanding the enemy to leave God's territory because we are God's daughters. We are. Right. I think we forget the authority that we have. Right. And I think the big, one of the biggest lies that we can buy into is we fall, we become a victim, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, like, and, and like I said, there are many different seasons to motherhood. Right. And so there's the weary seasons to the, oh my gosh, I'm freaking out. Like, I hope my kid's telling me the truth seasons. Like it just, you know, yeah. every, every, and everything in be in between. But you're right. I think that's the thing that I've learned over the years, just as a believer and a follower of Jesus, even apart from my children, then having children is like, following Jesus is a life wholly submitted to him in and through every season. So that's surrendering everything. Mm -hmm. And I like, again, it's like, we've got to do the work. I Mm -hmm. think a lot of times I would like another way. I would like that Netflix watching Netflix fixes my problems because I can disappear to another world, but it doesn't. Like I still come back to me and my spiritual heart issues. So I got to deal with that and my mindsets. Yeah. Right. And I mean, I I, I do, I really love what you had mentioned earlier, um, you know, about just, um, you know, deliverance and being in agreement. Um, But what about for those mothers who Mm. may not necessarily be so strong in the Lord or, you know, even think about, would God say this about me? How would you, you know, how would you share that? How do we even begin to identify those, you know, those strongholds? Yeah, I think that's really a great question. 
for me, I mean, I know every woman is created differently and I mm-hmm. love that. I, um, I tend to be a feeler. So I have mm-hmm. always, from the time I was little, my feelings have been big. My emotions have been big. And I know that's not every woman, mm-hmm. but again, the moment like a child is brought into your life, everything changes. And I was t- thinking about, so maybe you are newer in the Lord, or maybe, maybe you're not even following Jesus and you're listening to this podcast and you're going, how can I, I'm desperate to be a better mother. Give me anything. I think we have to, first of all, identify the season we're in and that there's a lot of feelings that come with each season. There's a lot of issues that come with each season. So I was thinking about this, like when you have babies, you're just tired. Mm -hmm. And when you're tired, your emotions are on edge. That means that the doors to our heart and our mind are opened in a different way where the lies can come in and we just feel like Mm -hmm. we're either going to be stuck in this forever. So we have to be like, we have to turn our logic on. This is why I'm saying like, for me being a feeler, I have to go, what is true? What is logical Mm -hmm. right now? What is, and sometimes I even go to my husband who's the exact opposite of me. I'm like, tell me something true. That is logical. This is what I need to know right now because I have so many feelings happening right now. And it's really great. But you know, that baby stage, you're tired. And then the toddler stage, I don't know about you, but I was tired and angry a lot. I'm like, oh. Um, and then the tweens, there's like the grief and the change of season and this puberty season they're walking through. They're not babies anymore. Mm-hmm. And then a little bit of fear for their future you have to like battle for. And right. then the teens part, it's like, gosh, will they follow Jesus? I need to be operating in a place of discipling my children. And what I realize is my, when my feelings begin to come into play, I start to believe lies yeah. over my children. So what I guess you have to do, no matter whether you're new in the Lord or um, not following him or where, whatever season you're in, is you have to go, okay, what type of person am I? Am I a feeler? Are my feelings coming into play here? Are they clouding my judgment? If they are, what is true? I think that's the biggest question we just have to ask mm-hmm. over and over and over again. What is truth? What mm-hmm. is truth? What is truth? Not just what I feel, not just what I see, but what is true. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of times, even that's how you even can point out what the stronghold is that you're dealing with because mm-hmm. you see what's true and you're like, wow, I didn't believe in the lie that I'm not good enough for this kid or my children hate me or, or, or whatever the lie is. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know that for me, I know I feel like I just said a lot that wasn't no, completely no, no. linear, but I hope it was helpful. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> you know, as I, as you were talking, I was just thinking like, how do you even think mothers feel these strongholds of wanting to be a perfect mother or thinking that the way people perceive me should be good um, yeah. and that I'm a great mom, you know? Yeah. I mean, I know social media plays uh, one of a big role in it too, because like, for example, I'll come back to you, but for example- No, I love this. Go. I, I read a post on, on one of the moms group and they shared about how this mom was busy taking her selfie of her in her bathing suit. And yet, her child was almost falling into the pool. And so here she is photographing being a perfect mother, you know, but yet not being able to handle what the kid being is. present. Mm-hmm. Right, the present. And so, you know, apart from like social media, how, why do you think and how do you think mothers have come into this place where they feel like they have to be perfect, where they feel yeah. like um, it's important the way people perceive us and it, it, we have to be careful. We can't be real around some of mm. the moms because I don't want to be viewed as a bad mom. Yeah. 
I think there's a couple of things that come into play, especially in the time and place that we are on earth, actually, in the season as of being women. Mm-hmm. There is more pressure on women. Even my, my, I was sitting with my brother and my husband and they just said, man, it's hard. Like they're not women, obviously, but they look at women and go, it must be hard being a woman mm-hmm. because you're expected to kill it in your job and be an awesome mom right. and be a great wife and be all like kill it in your career and then show up for the things at school and do, and I'm like, and hearing a man say that, I was like, yes. <laughs> like we do yes, a lot. <laughs> we do. And thank you for noticing because it's like the laundry keeps going. We still got a grocery shop. We are, you know, we're thinking about our children's welfare. Like our hearts are worried about it yet. We're still trying to create and do and lead. And, you know, and I think what ends up happening is the reality is think about our mothers, mm-hmm. think about our mothers, just a generation back. Mm-hmm. My mom didn't have to work. My mom didn't work. She mm-hmm. well, she she did later on, but her main we were everything. She was home, mm-hmm. um, and the focus was the household and the children. Now, a lot of moms listening are going, "Yeah, that's me." But I still feel tired. So this is the thing: right. is that we now live in a culture though that has an expectation that's been lifted, mm-hmm. where our our mamas didn't have that. Um, they were some of our moms were fighting for rights of women in different mm-hmm. ways, but in the sense that um, we have so much opportunity now too that we have become these jugglers that have these high this high standard of ourselves that we actually can never <laughs> reach. Right. So I think even I'm in a major season shift where I just sense that I'm meant to be home more right now. Mm-hmm. And so I'm doing a lot less with our church. Yeah, I'm writing, but even that is like, I can take creative pauses and moments where I can do that. But I have just realized I've got to pull back in this season and be with my children more. Yeah. Now there's guilt in other areas of my life, but I think that's part of it is like, there's now this unspoken standard that we all feel like we need to get to, mm-hmm. but even our moms weren't living that. That standard because our moms were more like chill. They either like worked a job and we were in daycare and it was what it was, right. or or they were stay at home moms and it was fine. Right. Does that make sense? I, yeah, or, yeah. I don't know. I, I hope I answered that well, but I think also for me, part of it does come down to the comparison game. I think the reason why we right. set these strongholds is it doesn't even have to do with social media. Some of the, the conversations I've had with girls that are a little bit younger than me that have just had their first baby mm-hmm. were like, I looked at you and you loved being a mom so much. And I just thought there was going to like, that was what it was going to be like for me. But then they were truthfully telling me going, I don't like being a mom. And I was like, that is awesome that you can say that. <laughs> yes, it is and, awesome. And I don't judge you for that. Mm-hmm. And and there's, again, one of them had postpartum depression. There was transition happening. Many things come into play. And I think right. we're too hard on ourselves instead of just taking it one day at a time. What do you think? Have you thought that through? Like, do you, do you feel like that is part of it? Like all of these standards or even what our mothers were. And I don't know, like, I feel like we just live in such a different world now. We do. We live in a very different world. I mean, I didn't grow up here. I grew up in Malaysia and my mom, uh, she was a single mother. And so, uh, she had to work and, um, and so eventually my mom got married and, and so, but I was raised amongst, you know, my mother and my aunts, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so 
it was very different. And they're also not believers. And so yeah. it's also very different. But I understand about it being a different season, you know, and this is a season that, you know, we like my husband and I decided, okay, we'll keep my two and a half year old home for the year just because of everything that's going on. And we just didn't agree with, you know, the way the school is going to be practicing social distancing. We just thought that it would just mentally harm her more than anything. And I had to just say, okay, it's going to be okay. She'll be home with me. And this Mm -hmm. is a season. And sometimes it is hard because like, I'm one who loves to I, I need to be creative. I need to yeah. do certain things to, you Me know. Too. I get and, that. <laughs> and and I, you know, and to be honest, like I know that my calling is not just to be a mother, you know. Yep. God has called me to be a woman and to share my gifts. Um, the gifts yes. that she's, he's given me to share it with the world. And so, and and you know that when you're practicing your gifting, this joy, you know, there's a yes, certain joy that, is that, so that, is, that flows through you, you know? Um, yeah. And so I had to be okay with it for this season. <laughs> and because if it is a season that God is calling me for this appointed time, I know that he yeah. will. I know that, you know, he will sustain. That's so good. And and I know that, you know, when God says that he will multiply the blessings at a later time and he will, you know. Yeah. Um, And so when you talk about the comparison game, like I've always been raised to be one that is like, well, let them do what they do and I do me. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And we have to be content with ourselves. Because if we're... Right. Because if we're not content, then we're always going to compare. We're never going to be the best. We're never going to be happy. Um, yeah. And know, we waste our life and look back and go, gosh, I worried about what other people thought a lot instead of just running the race that I right. had in my children and I had together, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so I think that in seeing, you know, I, I've seen other mothers who kind of secretly, I guess, compare with each other and, yeah. you know, you can kind of just kind of feel it in your spirit. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Mm-hmm. But like, oh. but like, you know, I'm like, ah, not for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so I think at the end of the day, we really need to be grounded in God's truth and knowing who he created yeah. us to be as That's women, it. as yeah. mothers, as wives, as daughters. Yes. And I think once, you know, we know that truth about us, mm. we can be in a place of contentment for yes. wherever the season God has called us to be. That is so good. And I think that's the biggest thing I'm learning is radical obedience to the season. Amen. Because, because I look back and f- I look literally from the time, I mean, I was, I was hustling, building the church, love building the church, love writing, love traveling, love speaking, love doing it all. Um, but there's been such ebb and flow. And I think we have to be okay with that too. It's like mm-hmm. when a season starts to change, it's like we, when the rhythm of our life starts to change, when the grace starts to lift, we just have to go, oh, what do I need to do in this season, God? What is this supposed to look like? Mm-hmm. Let me be obedient to that. And there is no condemnation in you running your Amen. race with your family. And I think that was the first thing I had to realize because there was in the community I was in at the time when my first son was born, it seemed like there was a specific standard that if you were working, you had to do A, B, and C as a mother. Right. And I felt such heaviness in mm-hmm. that. 
And then I talked to one um, of the women that were working and she goes, there is no standard. There is no box. You ask God what you're supposed to do and do that. Right. And I think we just have to, we ha- like you said, we have to be content in our season and lay, it's like that whole surrender thing, coming back to surrender again, like surrender right. everything on a daily basis and run where we're supposed to run and do what we're supposed to do, whatever the season calls for, yeah. you know? Yeah, man. And I mean, we're, we're talking a lot about like strongholds and being free. Yeah. I know you have a new book called She is Free. Can yeah. You tell us a little bit more about it. It sounds so good. Yeah. The book She is Free is really the story. Interestingly enough, for any of you mamas out there who are like, oh my gosh, um, it, it really is the story of me kind of getting to a breaking point after I had my three kids under the age of three going, there are so many deep seated issues from mm-hmm. my childhood um, and from even just ministry pain and different things that I had walked through that were surfacing when I had my children. I don't know if you've ever heard the saying that when I got married, I realized how selfish I was. And when I had children, I realized how angry I was. <laughs> right. So <laughs> me, that, that started to come to the surface. And I was like, these children don't deserve this. I, I want to become a better woman. I want to walk in freedom, but I don't know how I have read the Bible back to front. Some of these promises are not reality for me. I do not feel free. Mm-hmm. So speaking of strongholds, it's basically a book of breaking down strongholds, like mm-hmm. very practically from realizing that unforgiveness is such a massive key. I talk about issues with my mom and how I walked through forgiveness with her, um, but just lies that hold us captive. So it's breaking free from the lies that hold us captive, learning mm-hmm. the truth about the lies that hold us captive. So, so it really good. is this whole thing of being able to recognize this is a stronghold or a lie that I built in my life. This has kept me bound. Here's the truth and how to walk in freedom in that. And so um, there's a lot of personal, very vulnerable story in it, a lot of practical, how to walk this through with God and through scripture and, um, and how to really just run into the presence of God and see him change everything and walk in freedom. Yeah. Wow. That sounds like a great book. Now, where can we find this book? Yeah, you can find it anywhere. Um, on awesome. Amazon, our Barnes and Noble, are, they're not open. Um, <laughs> I don't even know if they're open. Um, but yeah, you can really find it anywhere. Um, I mean, I've got free resources on my website that are partners, like a discipleship guide and a guided journal that can go with the book that are just free downloadables on my yeah. website, andyandrew.com. But those are all the, you can kind of find them anywhere they sell books. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I would love to hear, you know, from you, what are some actionable tips that you would suggest to moms who need encouragement in this area, you know, um, just Hmm. breaking free from strongholds and, and, um, you know, freedom in motherhood? Yeah, I think the biggest encouragement I probably needed from a mama who had gone before me, an older, I was like, I was looking for the older women. I was like, someone tell me it's all going to be okay. I think for me, I probably just needed some moms and some women to look me in the eye and tell me, you're not always going to be here. Mm -hmm. You can be free. Um, And I think that I had to, I felt very lonely in that Mm. season. So I guess what I would encourage the moms who are in the middle of mess, in the middle of their own mess and trying to figure out how to do this when I'm so weary and tired or frustrated and worn thin or whatever life looks like is you will not always be here. Mm. I really do believe one day as you recognize different strongholds in your life, as you see these things and begin to tear them down and, um, and see God break through is that you're going to look back one day and be like, whoa, 
God is so good. He is so faithful. And um, the biggest thing I want to say to moms too, there's a lot of things your children don't remember. Which kind of blew me away. I hope so. Like, no, because I would apologize for something and my kids would look at me like, we don't remember that. And I'm like, okay, but if you want me to pay for therapy in the future, I am all, I've got you. Like, I'm like, so I just think our children, this is one of the biggest things that I learned is that children are so forgiving. Yeah. Um, well, I remember one time, do you mind if I tell a quick little story? Yes, okay. Um, when Zeke, my eldest, who is now 15 and six foot two, um, <laughs> I know I am five, three. So <laughs> I'm like, it's so crazy. Um, but when he was, like I said, three kids under the age of three, um, control was one of my big vices. So I had to have a perfect house. Like I still love a clean house and I love order, but it was to the point where it made me feel safe because I was so broken on the inside, Mm. um, that I had to control my outer world. So the, even the kids toy room was perfection. Like, and Mm -hmm. I hated it when they played with their toys. It was this weird thing. Um, and so anyway, long story short, one morning I was feeding the kids, Zeke had finished and he went over to the toy room Mm -hmm. and he dumped out the Legos and the sound of the Legos dumping out on the ground. I flew off in this rage, like Mm. almost like blacked out, like how I just was so furious at him for destroying the toy room, which is crazy when you think about it logically, right? But when you're in pain and you're sheltering in a stronghold, a demonic stronghold, really, Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. you protect yourself. So I flew off in a rage and my husband looks at me and basically send me to the room, my bedroom, (laughs) go to the room. Um, And because Zeke was crying and I went upstairs and I was like, God, I don't, I don't know how to walk in freedom in this area of my life. I'm so broken. I don't want to hurt my children. I don't want to scare them. And I remember coming back downstairs after well, the Lord just said, if you would just let me in to the mm-hmm. messy places of your life, I could heal you. Mm-hmm. And it was like this moment of like vulnerability where I realized I've got to let it all go to let you heal me. And I walked downstairs to apologize to my son. And when I went down there, three-year-old, he had cleaned up the toy room. And he said, he's, he's, he's Australian. At the, I mean, my husband's Australian. He, we were yeah. in Australia at the time. So he's a little Aussie accent. He's like, yeah. look, mummy. And he called me mummy. He goes, I cleaned it all up. And I just started to sob. And I said, no. Hmm. I said, will you please forgive me for hmm. hurting you? You are meant to play with your toys. And, and he looks at me, he goes, yeah, I forgive you. Three years old. I dumped the, we dumped the toys back out. We start to play and I hold him. And the Lord says to me, Andy, if you don't deal with the matters and the issues of your heart, this young man will grow up to be an older man who will try to clean up your messes for the rest Mm. of his life. So that conviction and that love came at forgiveness for my son and conviction where I was like, God wasn't angry at me. He's like, Andy, you got to let me in. Right. And so I think, remember that I'll be encouraged that even if you're in the middle of mess and yelling at your kids and then you go outside and you're smiling and showing up at the church and everything's yeah. great, you will not always be here. God can heal you. You can walk this through. Your children will love you and forgive you. They want to be connected to you. That's, I don't know that. I hope that encourages somebody. Oh my gosh. That was <laughs> such a beautiful story. You're making me cry. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that. Now we're yeah. almost at the end of the show, yeah. but is there anything else that you would like to share with other gems of mothers out there. I know you've shared so many gem nuggets, but if you have more. (laughs) Oh gosh. I just think 
again, I guess I just want to send a reminder on this note to everybody, um, is that your children are custom made from heaven to be in your family. Mm -hmm. You are made to be their mother. And I'm the opposite of my mom. Mm -hmm. I used to think, I mean, my mom is like the mom's mom, you know, the nurturer, Mm -hmm. the one who holds you, you, and then I'm the mom who's like, are you bleeding? Okay. Stand up. You're going to be okay. Like I've got that more, I don't know that side of me. That's a little bit, can be a little bit tougher where I've needed to learn to nurture. But my mom once spoke to me. I was like, mom, I wish I could be more like you. And she's like, what are you talking about? She goes, no, you are you and your kids are brought into your family because you're meant to be their mother. So stop Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's the one thing I would remind people is don't look to the left or the right. Just look to God, walk in your identity. That's the greatest thing you can do for your kids is be you run in your career run. If you're a stay at home mom, be the best stay at home mom. If you're doing both and you're trying to juggle it all, just be yourself and, mm-hmm. and walk in your identity because it shows your kids how to walk in their identity too. Amen. Amen. Now that's truth. Now I, I don't normally do this, but I feel mm-hmm. like the Holy Spirit is leading and I would just love if you don't mind closing us in prayer, just because I feel like, especially in this season as mothers, mm-hmm. we really need to be walking in freedom. Um, yeah to be able to raise up the next generation of our children to be yes. strong, to be courageous, yeah. to be to know who they are in Christ, you know, as yeah. of God. So uh, would you mind closing mm-hmm. us in prayer? Yeah, Father God. I just thank you for the children that you have entrusted every single one of us with. We say thank you, God. I just sense that these are the children that are going to be the earth shakers and the remnant that rises up, that glorifies you and follows you in an unapologetic way, Mm -hmm. that follows in the way, the truth, and the life of Jesus Christ. And that right there is our greatest discipleship mandate to raise our kids to follow you. So Lord, even when we're not perfect and we don't hold it all together, would you just pour out wisdom into every household, into every mother's heart and mind right now into their spirit, would you pour out wisdom to them so that they can see their children clearly for the God-given identity you've given them so that they know how to raise and release these kids to be mighty warriors on the Mm -hmm. earth. I pray, God, a grace upon mothers. If they have been sitting in the stronghold of the enemy, Lord, would you show them how to tear it down brick by brick by your power, by your son's name, Jesus Christ, not in our own might, not in our own Mm -hmm. strength, but in your son's mighty name, Jesus, and in his authority. It's that that we walk in. God, I pray that you would bind the brokenhearted and you would set the captive free and that their children would look at them and see mamas that are running in the presence of God that are not perfect, but that ask for forgiveness and are forgiven and that are walking in their identity. And I thank you for it in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Andy. Amen. <laughs> well, I just want to thank you again for coming on to the show. You have been such a blessing and have shared so many gem nuggets at, on the Gems of Motherhood podcast. <laughs> thank you for having me. You're amazing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Gems of Motherhood podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more amazing Gems of Mothers and more resources, head over to gemsofmotherhood.com where you can subscribe to the show. That's where you'll find show notes with actionable tips and any links mentioned by our guest. Most importantly, I hope you'll find inspiration and learn to cultivate your own journey. You are loved. You're an incredible gem to God. He knows you intimately. He knows what you're going through and he knows what you need. Remember, you're fearfully and wonderfully made in him. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode.